Hello. Hello, Merlin. How are good you? Good afternoon, Dan. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm uh, I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tuesday. It's our big day. Tuesday. Big day. It's always our big day. Every Tuesday, whether we need it or not. <laughs> That's right. Mm. That's exactly right. And I would like to apologize to listeners. This was the first year in a while uh, that we haven't had and provided on the floor coverage. Uh, oh, I'm down, I'm down here. I'm down here on the floor right oh, now. You are on the, for some reason. I thought because it was in uh, San Jose that you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be able to make it. Oh no, I'm down here on the show floor. I've got my Zoom recorder. I've got my uh, I got my headphones, my clipboard, <laughs> and I'm live streaming my coverage of the show floor at WWDC 2017 in San Jose. Yeah. Oh, it's tremendous. They got Adwala, Eddie Q. Uh, it's just, it's tremendous. Some Everyone's of the, some of the vendors here are showing some really, really interesting, uh, things. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of clouds. Lots of de- demos for clouds. Yeah. Yeah. That was a hell of a, uh, did you watch it? Did you watch yes, the Yes, I did. Woo! It was a hell of a thing. It went, uh, it was a long one, she said, and, uh, had a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, there was, was they had a, they had a table set out and they had a guy running around it with an iPad. Are you, are you? Are you being silly? Or yeah, did you being actually silly. Not? I did watch oh, okay. the whole thing, though. You didn't think that was pretty impressive for a keynote? I mean, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great. It, I um, I think that I think for me, augmented reality (AR) as it's called is so much more interesting than VR. Have you tried either of those in real life? Well, yeah. I mean, I've had. I mean, something as simple as um, I had a really neat app whose name escapes me, where you could be somewhere and you hold up your phone and it's even something as simple as pulling up uh, Wikipedia, uh, like locations of interest, um, you know, coffee shops, whatever. Right. Uh, that's a very interesting idea to me. Yeah, But I mean, see, VR is one of those things where I've, I've never done it, but like I don't doubt for a second it's going to be a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, especially, and this is one of those silly things, like kids, kids love it. Um but for some for some adults, uh, it you get that people get I've heard can get headaches from it. Oh um, yeah, I'm well, but I mean, like voice or any of that stuff. It's this is the so the infancy of this stuff. It's been the infancy of this for twenty years. Back to you know the guy with the uh, with the dreadlocks that was always on Wired magazine. You know, oh, it's just <laughs> around the corner. Wasn't Jared Lanier? Is that his name? That sounds right. Jared Lanier. I remember. I think it was at least two two years Geron, ago. Geron Lanier. The visionary. Mm. Approximately two years ago, could have been more, Microsoft did a demo of their own sort of AR thing where they had like a table and they showed what the person wearing the glasses uh, was seeing. And it was Minecraft, but in three dimensions running on top of this table. And they could fully control the world and what they were doing uh, moving their hands around and like you were basically like your coffee table now had like your Minecraft world on it and mm. like little things like that as far as games are really interesting. But I just I love the idea that we'll be able to play games or interact with the world and that additional level of of stuff. So for me, like showing me VR, I, I can't get excited about VR. I just don't I don't enjoy it. But the AR stuff, I, I love that. Yeah, well, I mean, two things because it's always two things with me. I thought that demo was tr- was pretty tremendous. Um, certainly, as 
onstage keynote demos go, yeah. I think that's one of the one of the better, more impressive ones. And no, I mean, for me, like, eh, you know, uh, that was, I thought it was very impressive. But number two, it, that was like far from the most interesting part of the presentation. Yeah. What did you like best? I liked the feeling I came away with, which is like some relief that I feel like as an Apple person and somebody who wants the future to be good, yeah, y- you want to see Apple taking big strides. Mm-hmm. And you want to see them taking big strides and doing interesting things. And you want to see them um, innovating with mm-hmm. the stuff that they do have and not abandoning the stuff that you're worried they'll abandon. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the devil will be in the details and let's check back in two years and see where we are. But I thought there's a lot of very encouraging stuff um, And here. I'm not talking about the HomePod, which looked like a rendering to me. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of can't imagine that eating Echo's lunch at this point. But the big things for me were, I mean, that iMac Pro looks amazing. The the new 10-ish inch iPad Pro and what it can do mm-hmm. looks amazing. Now, did, did, are they going to continue to make the 9 uh, Pro as well, or is this replacing it? I think they're going to have all three. Keep making it, right. Yeah, but I mean, you can get a... You can get a you can get a, uh, a half a terabyte of storage on an iPad that lets you drag and drop. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's a that's a lot of work to 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 make that leap. Mm-hmm. And and granted, I mean, you're looking at if you get the fully tricked out one, you're looking at like eleven hundred bucks. But that's if you think about what what you're getting for that eleven hundred bucks, that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, the power that resides in that thing over even like a year or two ago. Um, I, I think that's really encouraging. I've been playing more with my Apple Pencil, and it still feels a little bit like a yeah, just it's a non-essential thing. It's the Apple Watch of iPad, but it, it but I'm really starting to see some of the promise of that. And I don't know. I just thought it was I thought it was pretty encouraging. And there's all kinds of things that they didn't do that made me happy. And this has been discussed other places as well. But I'm glad there weren't tons of videos of chamfered edges flying through ball bearings or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. I, um, you know, I think I think the opening video could have been in better taste <laughs> for a variety of reasons. But I agree with you. Yeah, the like missing person on a poster, like bad week to uh, yeah. you know, yeah, kind of weird. I was kind of surprised at that. I mean, it was. I tried to I tried to get into it. I tried to you know take it in a, in the way that it was I think intended, but I didn't. It wasn't so good. If this makes sense, it wasn't so good that it. it made me overlook what has been going on in, in the world and just enjoy it. I mean, there were parts of it I thought that were pretty. Yeah, it, was, it was clever. It was a clever thing to show. If that had not gone out to a consumer audience, it would, probably would have made some more sense. But like the idea yeah. of Apple making a video where apps disappear from your device at a time when security and privacy and you know data and device integrity is such a fraught issue. Right. It's kind of a weird choice, but no, but I mean, the big stuff was like, they didn't need to announce a bunch of stuff that they did. And there's, of course, there's always other stuff I would like to have heard about, but they jammed a lot of really good stuff into the time that they had. I thought, I mean, don't you think that, I mean, would you tell me, what do you think of that iMac? Doesn't that seem pretty powerful? Oh, I mean, it it's incredibly powerful. It's, it's a, it's an amazing machine. I mean, it's, it's, pretty impressive what a lot of the people who were sort of 
poo-pooing it were saying is that, oh, it's going to be outdated by the time it comes out. Why, you can go get this on a PC. But that's not really fair. I don't think that's a fair comparison to make. I think you have to think of it as a Mac and don't start saying, well, PCs have NVIDIA graphics cards. I really wish this one had NVIDIA. And, you know, I don't think it's fair to say that. Of course, I wish it was NVIDIA too. But, like, that's nitpicking. It's a very, very powerful machine that I think for a lot of people who enjoy an integrated computer and want hot something that's very high end. I mean, this mm-hmm. thing is, is going to smoke pretty much anything else out there, but uh, I'm, I'm confused that people are confused that they think that this is the Mac pro somehow. Uh, have you seen that? A lot of people saying other, that's I've not the heard, Mac pro. That's not it. I thought we knew that. I've heard, I've heard dozens of people say that, uh, repeat that amplify that and i've heard not a single person say that's the mac pro <laughs> right i mean it's like it's 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 less than a straw man it's yeah. like wow a lot of people are saying well no nobody's saying that like everybody's saying well the, apple is saying a different mac pro is coming i think it's reasonable to say well gosh i wonder what the mac pro will do that this thing doesn't but yeah you know they got their reasons but you know as far as the the long arc of history with devices with hardware ecosystems with apple in particular Damn man, I'll take I'll take this over saying nothing for 2 years any day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so I mean this is the thing though. They risk not that it necessarily matters, but they they risk all of this criticism for anything that they do. But man, like there if you're in the business of making computers, put out some computers, sir. That's that's <laughs> what you do. Like there's not there's no benefit to the consumer by like just going, "Oh yeah, Mac mini. That's a thing that you can buy." You know, so I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty encouraging. I know they can't wait to see what we're going to do with it. Yeah, I you saw know. your. <laughs> I saw your tweet to that effect. <laughs> 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 but you I know, I like. Happy. Like, I mean, there are a lot of little things. Like they, they, um, there are a lot of people who really liked the full size Apple keyboard with the numeric keypad attached. They have discontinued the old wired one and now we have a new wireless one to replace that it. That was weird. Yeah. Is that is that true? They, they yeah. there's no wired ones you can get now? No, you I mean it, unless you you find a an old one yeah. uh something like that. Yeah, you'd have to go third party now. That's it. Jenkins. End of an era. That's but really I thought, weird. you know, I thought it was uh I thought it was a really I mean, they've got the whole thing down so well now. I I don't know how early you started watching it, but they were doing. They were having a lot of minutes before to five minutes after. <laughs> yeah, they were having a lot of fun with um with the the crowd ahead of time, and I guess they had some kind of camera that was swinging around the the. I think they had a drone. A drone? Was it on a drone? I think so. That's cool. Yeah, I don't people, know if that's, true. that's what people kept saying. And I, every time I hear the word drone, all I think of is what what happens when something goes wrong and battery runs out of drone. Is what I'm always thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> well, they had fun with it. I thought that was cool, but yeah. you know, it was just it was such a great overall. I mean, nobody nobody does as good of a of a keynote as they do. Uh they just do the best. And I don't know, you know, like I think I I was surprised that they were um that they didn't spend a little bit more time on OS 10. Um they they spent a lot of time on it, but it really seemed like there was even more of a push for for iOS, and uh, and I like that. I mean, I'm not saying it was bad, yes. uh, but the the things that they're doing in iOS now with the dock, with the dragging and dropping, that's yeah. There there you go. There's your, there's so your Mac good. OS. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a Snow Leopard, you know, right? 
El Cap Mountain Lion type situation, which is fine by me. I still mm-hmm. have not even put Sierra on my main computer. I have it on my laptop at home, but I don't have it on my main computer. But um, I'm fine with that. But yeah, like you said, I mean, taking – it's it's so it's so easy to be cynical about this, and I certainly am guilty of that a lot of the time. But, you know, when somebody whether – it's, whether it's a politician or a celebrity or a tech company, you know, if they do something good that's different than what they said in the past – did they do something good? Like, shouldn't we applaud that? Like, even if we wish they'd done it sooner, yeah. I feel like there's 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 just so much, and I, I understand this. Everybody feels wounded. Like, I feel wounded. But like, the whole environment these days is like, wow, <laughs> here's your tweet where you said the opposite of that. And it's like, well, you know what? But that's an adult, and the adult changed its mind, and and is getting better. So like, I think that we should applaud that. You know, so I don't know. Um, but I think the iPad stuff is really exciting. I do not need a new iPad, but it is it is very, very tempting um, for sure. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I agree. I think this size is a really good size having not held it in person. Um, I still feel that the I, I'm still on an iPad Air 2. And I like that size for a lot of reasons. But really getting work done like i i remember i got an ipad pro the the large size ipad pro when it first came out and i brought that home and right away my wife is like ah uh, yeah i'm keeping this like that it became hers very very quickly and she loves that thing and, and- same thing in our house <laughs> really Yes, it's hilarious <laughs> that you would say that because I was like, this thing's a lunch tray. Right. This is ridiculous. Right. I look at her using it and she looks like an infant. I, it's <laughs> my tiny little wife with this giant, giant, like, it's like a family sized Totino's pizza that she's right. typing on. It's like, what are you, what are you doing with but that she, thing? But she loves, loves it. it. Yes, yes. Loves it. Uses like for it for watching everything. Netflix. Yeah, like, she watches that. She'll be watching shows on that thing all the time. She uses it for all her email, browsing, everything. And of course, great battery life, beautiful screen. I'm. Like I'm, I'm with you. I can't still justify uh, getting a new iPad now because there's nothing wrong with my Air too. Like it's great. It's a good one. That's uh, fantastic. I mean these these recent generations of iPads are just wickedly capable. I understand people pushing back and saying, "Well, yeah, but I like the iPad Mini." The iPad Mini is like a pure consumer play. I mean, yeah. that is, it's it, they're great. I've had we've had two in our house. I've loved them, but like once you've used anything after an iPad Air 2, it's kind of difficult to go back. It really is it's, It really is shockingly fast. Like when you go back and watch old videos, whether that's the iPhone announcement or whatever, you go back and you watch like pages loading mm-hmm. and it's like, oof, it's just, <laughs> it's really rough. And really with this is. thing, yeah. And I, I, I think I, I have tried really, as you know, I've been trying to use voice more. I've also just been trying to do, especially with the iPhone, to be honest, with the iPhone, I'm trying to use 3D Touch more. I'm hmm. trying to use more of their stuff. I'm trying to remember that you can do that hard press on the left side of the screen to you know go to the previous app, which right. I always forget. Mm-hmm. I'm usually a double click tap guy. Yeah, I think I will use. Oh, God, so all the cool sexy stuff though isn't until iOS 11 comes out. Right. So you wouldn't get all the drag and drop now. You don't get that until the fall, right? That's right. Yeah, all mm. that comes out whenever. But I mean, I think uh, there's so much good stuff. I'm not going to install it on my phone for sure. But for but I'm trying to find my 6s because I really want to play with it. Yeah, I would just I'm just going to haul off and put it on the iPad. That's what I'm going to do. Mm. Probably sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, I feel like I've gotten so burned with that, but it is generally pretty dependable. I don't think I'll do it maybe the week it comes out, but I, yeah, yeah. who, who am I kidding? I won't wait till the public beta. I got to re-up my account, I think. Yeah, the public beta is, I think that's a, a good point for people who aren't in this space, in this world, who are thinking, well, I want to try it. When is it safe to do it? I think the public beta is probably safer than like today, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it on probably pretty soon just because I think it looks great. And because I don't use my iPad for what I would call mission critical stuff. Sure. You know, and I think I think if there's a like for my wife, for example, who we as we just said is using using it, that's like her pretty much her primary computer, really. Um, For her, I wouldn't put it on there until probably like after it's out officially and maybe got its first bug fix. But for the way I use the iPad, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I'll try it out. Well, let me ask you an inside baseball question. I, I did this um, <laughs> historically. Now, I've used my daughter's uh, iPad to uh, to be my my test bed oh, until nice. I'm comfortable. But so uh, I've got the public. I've got a developer account. I don't even know if it's still going because I haven't done it with um, the Mac in a while. Mm. But if you've got an iOS developer account, you don't have to do a tethered thing, right? You just get the certificate, Dealy Bob, and then update it, put in your password, and it updates it. I, air, I believe right? that is a correct that is a correct thing. Yes. Mm, that See, is very now you tempting. really want to do it. Now, now you're in trouble. See, I can much better defend in my head ninety nine dollars or whatever it is to re up that account versus spending eleven hundred dollars on a new sure. iPad that doesn't have those features yet. Right? Because who knows? Who knows what will happen? I mean, that's probably where, where those features will be hardware wise. I mean, they're not going to rev that before the software ios 11 comes out but still yeah it's a lot of money yeah but i don't i mean i really like my mac i don't need a new mac um and i was dingling for buying the the macbook adorable but that works fine i still can't get used to the stupid arrow keys Urgh! i had no i had no idea how much i use the up and down arrow keys until I, they made them half height and put them on top of each other i went in there when those uh, the new macbook pros came out and I, I'm because I do so much on the command line and I'm typing code so much and using the escape key and those top things. And there's a lot of sort of muscle memory invested in that, that for me, the touch bar was if if I wasn't coding and things like that, I think it would be fine. I think I would embrace it fully, Mm -hmm. but for me, it it didn't, it doesn't work the way that I want the little uh, bit of offset. I like, I'm nitpicky about my keyboards as you know, Sure, Uh, but the arrow keys for me, uh, no, like it's got, you've, I can't, I just can't. Well, this is on the little one. This yeah. is on the very, very tiny one. Yeah. And they are, we talked about this before, but like I, I'm, I'm not developing, but I do a lot of typing in a field text editing and right. I'm just forever using the, the arrow keys with option and command and yeah. shift. I'll tell you though, for what it's worth, um, I have been, I hate to say making myself cause it's actually been an easy transition. I've been, uh, making myself use 3d touch for text, um, you know, for, for moving the cursor around uh-huh. yeah, and for selecting and boy, once you really adopt that, it is so great. It is, I mean the whole thing of like you press to select a word and then like kind of like deeper press mm-hmm. to like start selecting it. It's so fast. It's really, it's cause you know, I'm forever trying to grab the title of something and then, Oh, I don't, I don't want to grab the period in the closing quotation mark. And like this makes it so much easier. That stuff. I don't know. That stuff is great. I really, I, I do. This sounds nuts, but I wish the iPad had 3d touch cause it is, um, 
it's such a joy on the uh, on the phone. Well, good. I mean, you know, there's a lot of excitement right now on the show floor. People are very, very excited. <laughs> you're th- I mean, whatever mic you're using, it's I can barely hear the uh, yeah the, the people the, the around roar, you. the roar of the crowd. Right, can't hear Eddie dancing. No. <laughs> mm. 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 Oh, that app store though. Ooh. Yeah, finally, Ooh. finally. Ooh. But why didn't they? Well, I don't know. I think I, I would like to see search. Yeah, well, they were not going to show us any of that. But I guarantee you, it's going to be better. You do? Yes. Hmm. Much better. Everything is going to be great now. Huh. This will be, right. you know. Now I'm relieved. I'm yeah. relieved. I don't worry about it. It'll be perfect. And That's uh, odds. that uh, that uh, that uh, Monument Valley two. Oh, did you get that? I got it, but I haven't I haven't played it yet. Oh, I love that first one. The first one was really fun, and my kids like that too. So we'll see if that's, uh, you know, us too. We are champing at the mother effing bit right now. You and, and I? I'm, I'm, you should be if you're not. My daughter is just like freaking out because the Adventure Time Minecraft mashup pack is out for consoles, but it still hasn't come to the pocket edition. And like every single day, she's got me checking in to see if it's out yet. Because she's gotten a few of those mashup packs and they are actually pretty fun. Okay, wait, it's out. Which is it out for? It's out for consoles. Now on console, coming soon to pocket and win 10. That My son's on uh, the win 10. Yeah, so we're yeah we only, she only does it on the well I mean she does it sometimes. I finally went and put in my Microsoft Live, Microsoft Live. What's it called? What is it? Yeah, now? Microsoft anyway, Live. Yeah, Microsoft Live. I went <laughs> and I uh, and I did log in and bought her some freaking coins so we could get some of these mashup packs and they are really great. There's one where everything looks like candy. Yeah, that's really it's really cool. Really cool. And so today is Tuesday. I told her today that she could get the um greek one because that one's really cool too mm. but the, have you have you looked at this have you looked at the, the adventure time one yes it's amazing oh it's my god truly amazing makes me want to play minecraft have you ever played anyway it? i mean i can move around i i look at what she does and i'm just like what what you've made and it's you've made it like an entire like island in the sky of giant heads and like she gets books out of the library and occasionally books from the bookstore you know these build kits or whatever it's called like how to make stuff yeah she's like oh yeah i just made a village it's like what what you you made a roller coaster to the sky like what are you it's crazy i've been running a minecraft server for at least six or seven years and uh yeah there it's great fun and there's a lot there's so much to it and it teaches critical logical thinking and procedural thinking in, in such a fun way you yeah, don't, sure, you don't realize sure. you're learning you know and i this one's just gonna be fun my kids are already like where is it where is it is there any way to get a world out or whatever it's called out of pe without hacking your phone because i i just worry about question. this thing crashing or dying i mean i've seen there's ways to do it with android i imagine there's like i think if you use one of those apps that's like uh, what was that one we all used to use where oh you go yeah in and, yeah well yes i know the one you're talking about that let you you plug the phone in it would pretty much show like the yeah. file system and show the different I mean, like a little file and, browser where yeah, you go and get yeah, yeah, yeah if anybody knows a way to get worlds backed up or off of minecraft pe on an ipad Please let me know. Right. Not just backed up like in your regular uh, iPad backup, but actually out of it and so that you could keep it somewhere else or do something else with it. Like transfer it. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think that's what it's for, but. I wonder if you could. 
Uh, the first day she played Minecraft, she she messed up. She planted some potatoes in a hole and then accidentally filled it with water. And she just she sobbed, mm. sobbed for an hour. <laughs> My potatoes. <laughs> in a little sad voice. I was like, oh, honey, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry about your potatoes. No, and it, and it never – I my nine-year-old has not been – like he doesn't get upset. Like he just – he's pretty like straightforward and, and, and you know, rational when it comes to emotion. The other day – he was running around. He fell into lava and lost a diamond pickaxe and a diamond sword. And he was very like this was, I haven't seen that level of emotion from him in a long time. He was not. It's like the first time. It's not exactly like this, but it's not dissimilar from the first time your Mac freezes with unsaved work and you're like i want my life back I know. <laughs> a minute ago i had my life and now it's gone yeah it's all gone up in flames so hurry up mojang hurry up microsoft mojang mojang mojang, to, mojang put this out sir <laughs> coming soon by mojang mojang you interviewed that guy one time that crazy guy notch, his name? mr notch glitch? yeah glitch notch you interviewed him one time. I did. That was on an old five by five show. Yeah, on uh, Pipeline. I interviewed Pipeline. him, and Pipeline. he. This was before he had Lunch. sold it to Microsoft for a billion dollars, and was uber rich, and went in, slipped into the undertow of society and disappeared. Hmm. Society has an undertow. Yeah, it's a big one. Oh, it is May a big one. fourteen, two thousand fifteen. Original air date, 10 November 2010, putting it in show notes. The first episode of Pipeline Classic. Hmm. Uh, Dan, where would people find show notes for episode 327 of your Back to Work program? They can go to 5x5.tv slash B as in brothers, 2 as in the number, W as in we, slash 327. E two seven. What do we got in here? Jaron Lanier. Hmm. While we're at it, do you want to talk about something that you like? Yeah, I would like to tell you about <clears throat> about away. Oh, away. I got anecdotes about away. We are dads, mm. and they are doing a Father's Day promotional thing. Get out! They they really are. Uh, so let me tell you what away away. Is they're they're all they they started with luggage, and their goal is to make the whole traveling thing better. They want to make it easier and more simple and more straightforward for you to travel. They want you to get away. See, that's where the name comes from. Get away. Get, get away. Get away from me, and stay away from me with away. Mm. the perfect Father's Day gift is what they're doing now. So in addition to this luggage, it's the perfect, I got to tell you, it's the perfect carry-on. Unbreakable, well-designed, guaranteed for life. They have a built-in battery so that you plug with any any USB device, you plug in and you charge. And people are like, well, it can't, this is what they say to me. And I'll be like in the grocery store and I'll be like, listen, the built-in battery, it can't charge a a phone, can it? I say Mm -mm, it has enough, it has enough to charge a phone five times it's a big ass battery so you and your significant other and mm-hmm. uh you all all could be charged from this you don't have to hog it you don't have to worry about no it's just mine 
other people. You can share it with them. But here's what they're doing for Father's Day. Give, give the dad, Merlin, give the dad in mm. your life one of these carry-ons, and they will include a beautifully packaged shave kit from Harry's and, and a collection of stories about the men who have changed the way that away the people who made away see, see the world. And this is a way to say thank you to the world's best dad, whoever that is. It's actually me. Mm-hmm. But other people can also get in on this. That's nice of you. That's a hell of a deal. It's a right now, my, my away bag is, don't be creepy, uh, right over South Dakota right now. Like right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my lady had to travel. She's going to wait for oh, a few days. Oh, okay. She's, I was going to, how do you know exactly where it is? Uh, you know, don't be creepy. But, you know, you can look on maps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was like, can I take that? Can I take the bag? Yeah. And I was like, yes, of course you can. And mine's all tricked out. There's a little compression dingus in there. You know the thing you used to press down your clothes when yep. you strap them in? There's yep. a nice little mesh, mesh bag in there. It's got comes with its own little screwdriver in case for some reason you, you need to take the battery out. But you don't need to take it out to charge it. You just drop, drop in one of those, what is it, USB mini? What's it called? What's that little uh, trapezoidal? Yeah, I, I forget mini, which one it's The called. mini or the micro? Yeah, it's the one everybody uses now. But it's got that. The so mini, you basically charge up this battery and then you get two USB ports on there. And it's and then the, so in the mesh bag I got that I, I drop in uh, I, that's where I drop in all the, all the cabling because you know it's kind of my job as cable guy yeah and uh, and that's on there and she loves it she loves it she's off she's in the air she's over South Dakota it's well, you, a great it's such a great bag it's so perfect for carry on you get a hundred days to try it to take to take it on a trip with you and see if you like it and if any point in the hundred days you don't like it full refund no questions asked mm. and that's a great I mean I love that because a lot of the time you get something you're like well. Yeah, you know, well, I like it. I guess I'll like it. And then you travel with it. You take it with you and actually use it. And you've, you know, you've essentially violated the return agreement because you've used it and like you rolled the wheels and everything else. You don't have to worry about that. They want you to use it. They want you to go and travel with it for like three, more than three months. Use it. And, uh, and they think that, th- that you're going to like it. I think you will too. It's, uh, it's really great. And I just, the whole charging thing like that, you don't, you don't understand how, really useful that is when you're like okay i just found out that i'm going to be in this airport an extra four hours longer than i thought my phone's at 25 percent uh you know do you want to like run through the airport searching for one of the outlets where there's 10 other people like laying on the ground underneath it and trying to fight for that you know no you just got your own thing so here's here's where you go to get this and remember they're doing this this father's day thing where you get this cool little book that they made and you get the uh you get the shave kit uh, and also, um, you're, you're going to get, uh, $20 off any of these, uh, purchases. So here's, this here's, is ridiculous, yeah. Dan. Are you, are you sure they approved all of this? This is approved. You this go- is what you negotiate. You negotiated this well, this is not like we're dealing with those mad people. No. You went and you, these, these people, these are gentlemen that you're dealing with. You're <laughs> yes. able to go and talk to reasonable people. That's right. About how to, how to get up, how to move some units as we say. That's right. Uh, but here's yeah. the deal. It's, it's only valid until June 18th and you've got to order by, uh, uh, 1159 PM Eastern standard time on Tuesday, the six, uh, six thirteen, or else it won't make it in by father's day. Mm. Okay. So I'm, I'm just saying, be, pay attention. Don't wait till the last minute. Don't wait Get till away. last minute. Get but away. You're going to go to awaytravel.com slash father's day, awaytravel.com slash father's day. And uh, the promo code that you're going to want to use to get 
the, uh, the, the, the discount and such is uh, one word back to work. So go check it out. And we'll have the link in the show notes if this is all confusing to you, but it shouldn't be confusing. It's uh, mm-hmm. waytravel.com slash Father's Day. Promo code back to work. And, uh, and go check it off. $20 off any carry-on purchase and the shave kit and the stories collection book and 100 days to try it out. Can't go wrong. They don't, they don't have to pay a separate fee? Mm-mm. Mm. Uh, you know, go and do this for the greatest dad in your life. It's me. Just get one. Just get it for Dan. Send it, send it to Dan. Well, I have one. I want two. Yeah, I want the big boy. I want the big boy as well as the little boy. Yeah, I got a little boy. Fat. Yeah, wait, little boy. one is fat boy. Fat man, little boy. L- fat man, little boy. Fat man, little boy. Which one mm-hmm. am I? Hmm? Oh, you're, well. <laughs> how, do, how does one say? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not walking into that minefield. No, okay. So thank you very much to Away, awaytravel.com for making this show possible. Buck, buck. Thanks, you know away. Thanks for sending my lady over South Dakota. Nice. You know, I just yeah. saw they on the on, in my notes here. They're at twitter.com slash away. How do you think they snagged that? Oh, you know, probably Something. Named- some some beardy loser. Yeah. Beardy loser. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Beardy Loser. Sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I got odds and sods. WWDC. Let's do it. Um, what else do I got for? Oh, did you watch any more videos from the trip? The guys doing the impressions? I you, have, people did not hear this last week, but I, I watched every one of them that I could find <laughs> at least five times each. I'm obsessed with it and I cannot, I can't get enough. I can't get enough. I had the pleasure last week after we stopped recording of introducing Dan to uh, YouTube videos from the series uh, and movies and series called The Trip, where Rob Brydon and <laughs> Steve Coogan do these dueling. Uh, impressions and then insults about the other person's impressions, and each part of it is funnier than the last. It's never, I never so, had selfish, never had selfish broth before. It's so so good. <laughs> and uh, come, 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 Mr. Bond. Uh, the the whole the whole thing where and then he's eventually he's 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 talking into the into the wine glass while he's <laughs> sipping the wine glass. It's so good. It's listen. First of all, I don't like anything. I don't like comedy. I don't like anything that's funny. I, I don't, don't like, like things that are supposed to be funny. No. Somebody sent me a comedy podcast this morning and I listened to it for like two minutes. I was like, comedy's not funny. No, but this, like even if, if you're in a rotten mood and you're like, everything in the world sucks and I hate everything, watch this and you'll be like, I live in the best world ever. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's so good. So good. Their two personalities are are so different. And Rob Bryden is so freaky. I mean, you know Steve Coogan is funny. But like Rob Bryden is so fast. <laughs> Liam Neeson. They really are. Really are. Choo-choo-choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> and like you wish um, you were there. You wish you were there. You wish you were at that table with I'm going to go to my YouTube history. And I, I don't want to barrage people with a million links. Um, this is definitely one of those things where you can watch this. And if you like it. You can easily go out and find other ones that you like. I'm going to suggest you tell me what you think. I have to. I just want to interrupt you for a second to say of all the things that you shared with me, and there have been many. uh, (laughs) I'm not talking about tips and tricks and like carry it in your right hand because I'm always right, like stuff like that, or shredding the thing over the thing by the door with the place. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about like like links to things to see on the internet. For me, this is number one. This is the best thing you've you've ever shown me. I'm so glad to hear that. I, I am tempted. I end up watching this one in particular. I'm going to put in show notes. 
Um, have you seen? Have you gotten the whole like show, like the DVD yeah. or what? Or, or is that? I've watched. Yeah, I've watched it. It's 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 really good. It's actually it's strangely poignant. Um, you know, because the Steve Coogan character, much like the real Steve Coogan, Coogan is kind of like this broken character. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you can you can really just watch this for the impressions. So this one uh, is this is the one I end up watching the most. It doesn't have all my favorite bits in it, but it's a pretty good example of like if find out if you're gonna like this. It's 17 minute compilation of uh, just called Random Impressions. The one that I showed you last week though, where's the one with James Bond and um, Liam Neeson? Because that's really short. That's a good short one. Oh, I know where that. I have that one here. I'll I'll put that in. This is how Michael Kine speaks. Yeah. <laughs> she was only 16 years old. She was, was only to, 15 was, years old. You're not supposed to blow the bloody door off. Uh, it sounds stupid, and like you're, but you're going to be doing these bits. And did you have you heard him do the small man trapped in a box? Yes, I've I've I heard it on this. I love that. Uh, and then you go seek it out, and it's like he can just do that. He can just make it so sound weird. like there's a tiny little man inside of him. It's so weird. This is all going to sound nuts. Go to show notes for this episode and uh, follow these links. Like this is um, this is homework, absolutely homework that you you as a listener must do. We don't often assign homework on the show, but every day somebody's born who hasn't seen the Flintstones. <laughs> so if you know, and if you have seen them, go and watch them again. They're really good. Rob Brydon, he's very funny. He hosts a um, if you if you get into Rob Brydon's impressions in particular, he he uh, I don't know much about like I guess soon this is still on. They do a lot of those um, kind of clever, funny people on a panel, like fake game show things that are mainly an excuse to just be funny. He does one call. He hosts one called "What I Lie to You," where he just mercilessly makes fun of David Mitchell, and it's really really funny. And he uh-huh. just does, does impressions of all these people, and yeah, it's uh, it's a it, it's funny, and it's you know it's not a comedy podcast. All right. So, a box good well i'm I'm so happy and I, i'll i'll take it if that's the best thing i've ever shown yeah i love it love mm. it so good uh what else i got odds and slots i got uh three pieces of uh listener feedback i figured we could get to i wanted to mention an app that i started playing with and this is a fancy fancy lad app for for a fancy ipad and fancy pencil but have you uh so you're not you're not doing the pencil lifestyle right no i my wife has that she has the whole the whole thing but i liked it when I had it, I want to mention this because I think this is a very interesting pointer on where stuff can go with this device. So you go to uh, look for the app called Nebo, N E B O. It's in show notes, but you can also find it at myscript.com slash Nebo, N E B O. And I heard Federico, I think it was Federico or John Voorhees, somebody wrote about this on Mac Stories, and it just sounded like, what? How can this even be a thing? So it's an iPad app that works with your pencil. And you basically, it pulls up a piece of paper and you start writing in longhand. And as you're writing in longhand, it turns it, you can see above it, it's showing you if you have the preview flipped on, it's turning it into letters that can be a thing. So mm-hmm. if you write, you write a paragraph and then there's a little affordance, you click to say convert and it turns it into text. There's gestures, like if you make a box around something, it highlights it. If you scribble on something, it erases it. Um, if you underline once, it's an H2. You underline twice, it's an H1. You can drop in images. You can create diagrams, a la sort of like OmniGraphle. It'll, it'll create, like you make your stupid busted ass looking rectangle and it makes it into a real box with letters in it. You can do math equations. It's like you can, if you need to write math equations, um, you can do freehand sketching. 
and then export it. You can export it as HTML. You can export it as PDF. You can. Um, I tried exporting it to Pages, and it didn't work great. So I, I'm not saying this is gonna like that. This is the last app we'll see that does this, but it's definitely the most interesting app I've seen that does this. And I play with a bunch. I play with what notable, notably, or notability. Yep. There's a bunch played with. And uh, this this one I thought was the the most interesting. If if you're somebody who does like to write or you're curious like where this stuff is going, I would just say check out Nebo because it's pretty inspiring. I'm intrigued by this stuff. I mean, I would still rather type on a fast keyboard, mm-hmm. but like just dicking around last night, getting ready for the show. I posted this on Twitter last night, actually, actually, and I'll show you uh, what a little before and after looks like. Clicking, I'm clicking. Copy link to tweet. Where should I send this to you? Um, the Skype is good. Skype's fine. Skype is good. What is good? To hear the lamentations of their women. So you click on that, and you'll see. Look at those images. So left is before, and right is after. Okay. It's, it's I'm clicking. I'm loading. I can read the URL if you want. Status slash eight seven one nine four two one zero eight seven zero one one eight four zero zero. There it is. That's crazy, isn't it? That pretty manic handwriting. But ne- look at that Nebo. So you just scribble a little dot, and it knows that's a bullet. You see how it's indented? Yeah, it and look at how crazy your bullets are too. Like that's look how crazy my handwriting is. It's manic. The like, handwriting's fine, but that third bullet is looks like a little a Saturn. Bullet. Yeah, it kind of looks like somebody tried to draw like a slightly Semitic bird. <laughs> yeah, that's it's exactly what I was thinking. Mazeltov, wow! Look at that, though. Now, how? Why is the little thing highlighted? Oh, because you uh, drew a box around it. Draw a box around it. It highlights it. So I just think this is pretty interesting. Then you can create new pages. You can have like a notebook, and the notebooks have pages. And uh, I don't know. It's a uh, Obviously, I'm just starting to mess around with it, and I'm not saying it's going to replace everything, but yeah, if you want to just like jot a little bit of stuff down, that's pretty cool. And then it, it's pretty good at figuring out what it is. And it walks you through a pretty nice tutorial where it'll show you things like, okay, write this. Okay, now uh, scribble here to erase that. You know, now, um, you know, how to, how to split lines, how to join lines. You can do that all with the pencil. It's really neat. Anyway, just thought I'd mention it. Because, like you know, it. sometimes we... Some of the life hacks we offer people are about cool apps. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Life hacks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Nebo. Nebo. Hmm. What do you got? I'm doing all the talking here. No, I like, I like where you're going with this. I didn't, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to try Nebo because I don't have the pencil. My wife has it. But are you talking about specific to the after the keynote? Well, no, thoughts? Just, man, no, we're done with Nebo. Moving on. What else do you want to talk about this week? I've got stuff from listeners, some good questions from listeners. Yeah, we got a lot of good feedback. I'm always down for that. Yeah, people people have all kinds of ideas for what to do about our uh, our emailers. Oh yeah, different things we could do. We could do a show. We could do other things all around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to ignore them. Not not our listeners, but the the emailers. Oh really? You don't want to? I don't know. I market is spam. I think oh, is this gonna help anything? Is this gonna mean I start like not seeing emails from our address because it you know who knows. We have got a lot of feedback. Do you want to do any of that? Do you want to go into any of that? Some I got an you email from some. I've got three. I've got three things from listeners I wanted to mention, including one that mentions Buddhism that I thought you might want to talk about. Okay, I I wanted to so. share some feedback that uh, was from a listener. The feedback that they wanted to share was that they don't like when we do listener feedback. 
So I'm sharing their listener feedback. Oh, I didn't see that. Is that in our, is that in our email? I was. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, no, I, I, I try to, when we don't get that much and I, I do read it all, I feel bad. Well, they don't like it. So as mm. you know, but I, I didn't know of a way to share that without doing listener feedback. Mm. So. See, now, now I want to find that. I want to see who that was. Oh, maybe it was just sent to me personally so as to not offend. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. It. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. What would they rather have, do you think? Did, was there any mention of what they prefer? No, just that mm. it just that it was it's bad and that we shouldn't mm-hmm. we shouldn't do it. So I think we should. Well, you know, I'll crush the bunny here. I, I like it because <laughs> I like I like having a chance to acknowledge and respond to people who listen to the show. But honestly, like we've been doing this thing for like sixteen years now. I know. We've, we've said most of what we need to say, and I feel like it's a good chance to answer somebody's question. And to provide a springboard for some other conversation. So it's, you know, it's kind of like a prompt. It's not merely a prompt because mm-hmm. it's one of our wonderful listeners sharing something that they want to tell us or ask us. Uh, I think that's a nice thing to do. But uh, yeah, I also like the fact that it can be a springboard to, to other discussions. And, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if you want to write, write, write back and ask what they prefer. All right. I you do that. that. I will. You do that. I will. Okay. Let's see. Okay, let's take an easy one. Uh, listener Carrie, whenever I go on a trip, I block it out in my calendar that I'll be gone from the time I leave to the time I get back home. But it doesn't seem like the right mindset to say that my schedule is blocked out for this entire time. It's not like I'm in 24 hour meetings for five days. I can still do other things. Is there a better way to go about this? I think that there is. Oh, I knew you were going to say yes. You know, this is actually a pretty easy one. There's two ways that I would consider addressing that. Do you want to hop in? No, I, this is all, this is a hundred percent you. Well, this is an easy one. One is that um, I think the most important thing is that for me, like uh, with Google Calendar in particular, in Google Calendar, you have a primary calendar that has um, specialness to it. There's some things that you can only do with your primary calendar that you can't do with secondary calendars or shared calendars or subscribed calendars. And I can't think of all of them off the top of my head. But that's one of the numerous reasons that I try to keep my main Google calendar sacrosanct. And, you know, uh, as, as I've talked about at length before, I only put stuff on there. I'm definitely going to do. And, but I, you know, conversely, there are things that I want to know about that that I'm not doing anything about right now. And so here's, here's two approaches to that. One is to use a service. I don't have any dog in this fight, but use a service like TripIt or similar, some kind of service where you can, in the case of TripIt, and I guess Google does this as well, uh, it can you can it can monitor your email or you can forward emails to it, and it will put all of your important stuff on the calendar. So, you know, it'll put your flight on there, and it'll put your hotel on there with the um, confirmation number, et cetera. But so that's I think that's really handy. I would not. You can certainly put that on your main calendar, mm-hmm. and it makes a lot of sense to put it on your main calendar because that is like a big rock in the road. Uh, nothing wrong with that. But I would also suggest potentially a slightly different approach. And something I've mentioned before is I, I have a secondary calendar that I call environment. And environment is where I put all kinds of stuff that I want to know about, but I don't really need to do anything about right now or potentially ever. So examples of that is like if I, if I am going to be traveling for a week, I feel totally fine to just drag across three, four, five days. And the environmental calendar, now the environment calendar says, you know, in San, in, uh, San Jose, these four days, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, 
you could even go in and tick the thing that says, you know, don't, don't change my availability, you know, make it so that this is a, I'm available, not busy for those days. But like, I think it's important to have a way to see those banners. Those banners become very important because when you're planning out what you're doing next month down the road, it's really nice to be able to pop in and quickly see visually, oh, I definitely don't want to schedule anything that whole week. You wouldn't want to have like, you wouldn't want to zoom into one day and miss the fact that you're, you happen to be out of town that day. Right. And so I, that's why I think something like like the trip calendar is handy. But I, for me, the environment calendar, lots of stuff can go there. So like if I'm going somewhere, uh, you know, for several days, I'll put that in there. Could be somebody else is in town. And I just want to know about that. Like down the road, I know somebody's going to be in town for these three days and I'd like to see them. Mm-hmm. I'll put that on the environmental calendar. You know, Syracuse is not available to record for this amount of time because he's doing this thing. I'll put that on the calendar. But I also use it for deliveries, the June Cloud app. So one thing you can do with uh, deliveries is identify a calendar where you wanted to put arrival dates for stuff that's being delivered. And so I do that. that that's exactly a perfect place for the environment calendar. It's a perfect place for those things. Where like if I turn that off, so ba- essentially I can turn off environment and go about my business without fretting in a given day. But when I do want the big view, especially like a planning view, you flip on environment and then everything is revealed. So, you know, on the, you don't want to make it a junk drawer and you don't want to, you know, forget and put something important in this calendar that you hide a lot, but that would be my solution. And then as far as what you do specifically next, so you've got all your stuff in environment or whatever you call it. Now that means you use your main primary calendar for only important stuff like meetings and flights, checkout times, stuff like that. And uh, I think that's a great way to utilize your calendar without uh, cluttering it up. I like that too. Mm-hmm. I used to have tons more, but I realized there was not much benefit. At this point, basically, I got my primary calendar, I got the family calendar, and I've got uh, environment. I have others, but those are the three that I primarily use. That's a good one. You know, yeah. and I, I mean, again, we, we value our calendars here uh, on this show, on this program. And being able to clearly represent what's really going on, that's pretty critical, especially when you're using the calendar to communicate with other people as well so that they understand what's going on. I just, I realize I beat it to death, but it's just so important. So with, with my wife out of town, you know, I'm doing the family and house stuff. Right. That includes like drop off at camp, pick up at camp, take care of dinner, you know, laundry stuff, like all the stuff I have to do. And so like, I always make a point of like in a real, I'm a real pill about it, but I will just say to her like, you know, let's go look and make sure everything's on the calendar. Not that it's her job to do that, yeah. but like, so that means you have, in my case, like you just, there's a little bit of hygiene. You do not have to be this tightly wired, but here's <laughs> some hygiene, calendar hygiene for me. So like if there's a time for camp drop off, I go in and I have the event start at the time that the physical drop off happens. And then I do use travel time in the, um, iCal. Uh, or whatever it's called now, you know, the calendars app, you can right. do travel time. Right. But like, I, I do not include travel time. You, you feel free to differ, but I do, I put the actual time, the event starts and ends in the calendar. And if I always do that exactly the same way, I never have to guess, Oh, did I actually make that a half hour earlier to account for travel time? No travel time. I got to take care of that myself. Like I got to remember that, or I've got to use travel time functionality, but put that in there. And this is, this is really old, but believe me, this is going to pay you back. Put a smart, instantly understandable, instantly readable title. It must be, it's very critical for me. If it's a call, it'll say call, you know, call colon, 
you know, Dan calls Merlin or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there an address? Yes. Put the address in the address area. This will really pay you back. Uh, and also then anything like if it's a Skype call, put everybody's Skype handle into the body of the text. If you've got a backup phone number where you can be reached, if they like, well, say you're not on the call. Well, what do we do then? Well, here's the number you can call me on. Put all of that into the body field. Every time you create a calendar, like never create a calendar event called meeting. That's like writing jo Jeff, uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in your notebook. It doesn't make sense. So that's what I would say. And then, you know, you'll figure out what works for you, but like, it should, each one of those should be a well-defined thing where if, if you look at something, whether it's a year from now or a year ago, you should be able to look at it, know what is or did happen and oh, yeah. why it was or will be important without having to think about it. <clears throat> if, you're, if you're taking the time to write it down, and you should, also take the time to write it down in a really smart way. And that pays you so many dividends. Really work that body field work that body field, really get in there and uh, make sure you use that. Any data that anybody could want for that, you know, um, yeah, that's my tip on that. Nice. I like calendar apps. I have a bunch of calendar apps. Week, week view on iOS is tricky. So what's, your like favorite, five, what's your favorite calendar app? Or are you using one for week view, one for a month view, one for creating appointments? Well, I try to use the iOS calendar app. I try to start there. But, you know, it's it's kind of simple in some ways. It's kind of basic in some ways. Mm -hmm. Fantastical is pretty great if you're a typing person. Fantastical is pretty great for uh, creating events via natural language. But you can also do that with varying success by using Siri. Right. So, I mean, I, people probably know this, but if it's, if it's one of those really super simple brain dead meetings and you definitely know what it means, if, if your staff meeting has been scheduled for three today, you could say, Hey Dingus, schedule staff meeting for 3 PM to 4 PM today and just puts it on there for you. And then another nice trick that <clears throat> most of you probably know is you can change events. So if that gets delayed, you can say, Hey Dingus, change my, my three o'clock meeting to 3:45 PM. And it'll do that for you. I like that. Yeah, it's really handy. Um, but as far as the views, I mean, I still like calendars, formerly calendars five, I guess. I don't know what it's called now. I like that a lot. I like Fantastical. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, busy, busy, uh, busy, uh, busy Cal is also really great. But I, um, I don't know. It's weird. I'm a weirdo. I, I like doing my mail and Gmail on the web. And I mostly like doing my calendar on Google Calendar on the web because I'm a weirdo. The travel feature is neat. It's, I, I don't always know how to make it work intelligently, but because it doesn't always seem to know where I'll be starting from and just manually adding 30 minutes isn't that useful, but right. it's pretty cool because once you've done that, then you'll get, you know, hey, it's, you can have reminders, hey, it's, it's time to leave for this event and stuff like that, which I think is very handy. Did I answer that question? I think you have answered it quite yeah. well. <clears throat> Environmental, environment calendar for just doing, you know, general junk and then specific blocked out stuff for the things you really, really need to do. Put everything on your calendar, like you're going to have to cancel or reschedule it because of an emergency. Like make it so that if you're ever in a fretful state of mind and having to move a lot of stuff around, you will not have the extra layer of having to wonder whether this is something you have to do, what it means and what the consequences are for the date changing. Just don't do that to yourself. Thank you to listener Carrie. <laughs> You jump in with anything? No, I think you got you got that one. <laughs>
I got two more. Do you want to tell me about something you like? Sure, I'll tell you about. Uh, why don't I tell you about Fresh Books? Fresh Books. Fresh Books. Fresh Books. Yeah, it's not a new year. It's not the new year anymore. But it's, it's we're almost what? Almost uh, halfway through it, really. Ugh. Isn't it amazing Ugh. how fast it gets away from you? And if Ugh. you're running a business or doing a freelance business of any kind, doing anything really where getting paid matters to you or tracking your time matters to you or communicating those kinds of things with other people you work with or with your clients, FreshBooks, it's for you. There's 192 hours. It works out to two business days a month. And if you're wondering what those numbers mean, if you're a freelancer and you're using uh, FreshBooks cloud accounting software, that's the amount of administrative time you could save in 2017. That's a lot. That's two full days a month that you'd be saving. And FreshBooks will, will do that by saving you a lot of time and making it easy and helping you deal with what can be a lot of pain points. Uh, FreshBooks, they, they rebuilt this whole thing from the ground up. I've been using FreshBooks for probably since the beginning. I can't remember. I was Before we started the show, I was trying to see when I had actually first signed up for a FreshBooks account. It is so long ago. And I've been doing all of the invoicing that we do here for, for selling sponsorship. I invoice FreshBooks with FreshBooks, you know, or, uh, or the other work that I was doing before there was a, you know, much of a, a five by five to invoice with. I mean, I've been doing using FreshBooks since the beginning because it's so easy. All the stuff that I like to talk about, uh, like, uh, like, you know, sent, having it automatically send out the invoice for you and then letting you know, when they've opened the email and looked at the invoice. So you always know, okay, good. My client has, has seen the invoice. For me, that one feature that I like to talk about, it, it's worth the price of entry to me, but there's so much more in there. They have a projects feature that lets you share files and messages with your clients, with your contractors, with your employees. So you can see all, everything happening and all of your conversations live in one place. It's super handy. They've got notif a notification center so you know what's changed in your business since the last time that you logged on or what needs to be uh, dealt with uh, right away, like overdue invoices, the, the quick invoicing stuff that I told you about. you got multi-currency invoicing. Uh, you got online payments. So if you don't want to wait for a check to come in the mail, like yeah. two, two clicks, literally, Merlin, two clicks, mm. you set yourself up to receive payments online. And a lot of places like to pay with a credit card. Well, then I say, can you do you accept a credit card? And you're like, no, I don't know how to do that. Well, yes, the answer is yes. If you use FreshBooks, the answer is yes. Late yeah. payment reminders, I mean, you name it, they've got it. And they made a special URL. You can get a month-long, unrestricted, free trial uh, where you get to use all of the features, everything, no limits, at freshbooks.com slash back to work. That's the URL. Even just going to the URL supports the show and you'll learn a lot about what FreshBooks can do for you. But uh, so, so go to that freshbooks.com slash back to work. When you're there and you're signing up, enter back to work in the, how did you hear about us section? And you will, uh, you'll definitely be supporting the show in a big way and you'll get your month long unrestricted free trial. So uh, that's all I've got to say about that, Merlin. You got me started with the FreshBooks because it was what, what you preferred to do. And I was like, mm, fine, I'll do it. And I, I haven't looked back since. It's, it's the best. And the part where like, it's just important to underscore, you're not just using this to send out what used to be a piece of paper. It's also the way you're going to get paid. They take care of that for you. And it is the best. You'll never look back after this. That's it. FreshBooks. FreshBooks.com slash back to work. Go check it out. Thanks, FreshBooks. Thank you. Buck, buck.
<sighs> That's a <clears throat> just sent you a current picture, recent picture of Jaron Lanier. It's from 2009. All right. I'm clicking. It's titled <clears throat> Lanier blowing oh. into a woodwind instrument with several chambers. Really? He looks pretty happy. Do you kind of a wide mouth to play an instrument like that? Accept the file, Jaron Lanier from Merlin. Accept. Mm hmm. Image transfer completed. What kind of instrument is that? That's a big a mouthpiece. In it's a very wide embouchure. Lanier <laughs> blowing into a wood, wood, woodwind instrument with several chambers. Wow. It looks for the for the for the listeners. Uh, it looks like he's taken three, four recorders, mm-hmm. strapped three of them together. And use the fourth one to connect the three at the bottom. Well, it's kind of like you broke off almost the end of the rake. Uh-huh. And are blowing into the rake to make flute music. Or it could be one of those snowshoes, you know, when you walk in the snow. Oh, apps. It's got that kind of Native American uh, mm-hmm. snowshoe look. Mm-hmm. Just need some uh, papyrus or something. Hot cross buns. Kids don't know songs anymore. At all? It, no, they don't teach the. They, yeah, they know about like you know Ariana Grande and stuff, but like they just. They, my daughter does not know dumb American folk songs like I did. She doesn't know. Um, she doesn't know uh, what was the one. Uh, uh, what's the one? It's one of those like. Oh, she doesn't know Farmer in the Dell. Like, how, how, what what education have I given my daughter? She's read she's read all the books, but she doesn't know Farmer in the Dell. I made mm. a joke about how the, she stands alone. She just looked at me. <laughs> she stands alone. I always felt bad for the cheese. <laughs> Hi-ho, the Dario. <laughs> really funny. Real funny to everybody else, but the cheese stands alone. Yeah. Hi-ho, the Dario. The cheese stands alone. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, what else do we have? We got two more here. I don't know if I got a lot on this, but I'll toss it out. Listen to Brian. So how in the world do you choose a browser? Sometimes I use Safari. Yeah. And then I'll hear about something great for Chrome. So I will switch to Chrome. And then I'll hear about all these magical things from Firefox. So I'll switch to Firefox and then back to Safari and then back to Safari again. And then, so is there some sort of algorithm? Like if you're this kind of guy, use Chrome. Uh, if you're this kind, use Safari. I think it's a good question. And as, as with all the good questions, I don't really have a particularly good answer. But I, I'd be interested in talking about the process of deciding which browser might be right for you. And oh. I assume this person is on um Apple. Uh, five, yeah, because they're, they're ta- there is a Safari for Windows. Oh, there is? Okay. Yeah, I, I think there still is. Safari for Windows. Apple support downloads. Yeah. Hmm. Something. There used to be. Well, I, when I got my MacBook Adorable a few months ago and set it up, one of my goals was to kind of try and Dan Benjamin the whole thing uh-huh. and go as, as raw as I could, totally rolling yeah, cowboy. Yeah, do it. Yeah, and so I've been using Safari on uh, Mac OS Sierra on that. And I mean, like everybody says, it's pretty darn fast. It does Apple Pay. It's got plugins. So, I mean, I've got like Ghostry installed on there. Um, works with 1Password. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's clean. And, uh, and it has the benefit of, if you're using iCloud to sync all your stuff together, you have the benefit of... Um, getting your like your history and stuff like that and your bookmarks synced up. So I think there's a lot to recommend Safari. One neat thing, like if you're using Handoff, which I've come to really love, yes. is that 
you know, as long as your device is nearby, like even if I'm looking at something in a browser in Chrome, I can still get to it from the iOS device, which absolutely, I think is very absolutely. clever so, and cool. Uh, yeah, and I wanted to point that out too. I love, I love handoff. It's one of the the most useful things I think Apple has done uh, to when it comes to making browsing better across devices. Cause so for people who don't know what this is or who, who have seen it, maybe they didn't understand it. If let's say you you're logged in on your Mac and your Mac's sitting in front of you and you open up a browser tab or window or whatever in one of your iOS devices, a little icon will slide up on the left of your dock and it will show a little browser icon. So if your if your default browser is set to Safari or Chrome, it'll show up as that. But that basically allows you to take the web page that you're looking at in your uh, on your phone or iOS other iOS device and open that same page on your computer screen. Which and it is, works both ways. So it does. If you're if you're looking at something on a browser on your on your nearby Mac, regardless of what browser I think you're looking at it in. You can pick up your iPhone or iPad, double-click, and this assumes everything's configured, right? You double-click on the button, and you get the usual, like, flip-through apps, but at the very bottom, you'll see this tiny little, like, translucent lozenge of, like, hey, is this the page you want from your Mac? And conversely, if you were looking at something on iOS on your nearby device, and you go to your Mac, if you Command-Tab through your tabs, you'll notice this weird, kind of slightly weird-looking tab over to the left, which is like, aha, this is something you were just looking at on your phone. Do you want to look at that? And you can also, I also like the, have you done the thing where you can like uh, sh- the shared clipboard? Ah, uh, yes, I have done that. I like that. That's, that's black magic. I don't know how it knows when. You can tell it's working because it's a little slow. <laughs> if it's a little slow, you know, it's working. But if you're very, like if you're doing something on your Mac and you don't want to have to like text something to yourself, you, you just copy it the way I, my, well, this is the way I do it to make it mostly work is with my device nearby and unlocked, <laughs> I copy something from the Mac I then go over to, you know, pick up the iPhone, go into drafts or whatever, hit paste. And if it takes a minute, you, you know, it worked because <laughs> it has to like say, is this official? Is this OK? Is this cool? And then paste it right in. It's pretty neat. Nice. Yeah. But I mean, I still I'm not sure why. Why do I use Chrome habit? I mean, I use Chrome on my LCAP iMac. And I'm not sure why I do. <clears throat> I mean, mostly out of habit. There's a bunch of stuff I've installed over time, but I don't know if any of it is critical. I mean, if there's, I don't, I'm not sure how many things I'm running as extensions in Chrome that I couldn't replicate or do without on Safari. Well, one of the things Apple always talks about and and uh, and touts is how much better the battery life is on a laptop computer with Safari. And, That's what they say. Um, I've read a lot from uh, John Gruber about that as well. That the testing that he's done, I. I think Safari is a great browser. I think it's fast. I think it does everything that most people want it to do. And I use Chrome almost exclusively, except on my laptop and except when it's on the laptop and uh, and on battery. Every other time, always mm-hmm. I'm always using Chrome. And there are a lot of people who say, oh, my God, how could you how could you use Chrome when you know, Google is watching everything you do and who knows what they're really doing with that. And, you know, you can trust Apple more than Google. And I'm, I'm not one to necessarily disagree with that. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give Google the benefit of the doubt and say, they're probably not, you know, uh, looking at what I'm browsing in a way that, that they 
shouldn't be or whatever, you know, by snooping that. I'm not I'm not really worried about that. I just want the fastest, best, uh, best browser. And I actually, not too long ago, spent some time really trying out, uh, really trying out um, Firefox as well because it'd been a million years since I'd used mm-hmm. it. And uh, just not not a big not a big fan of that. It's not very pretty. It's yeah. It's um. It's not really my favorite. It's not really my favorite. Have you looked at um, Brave? No, I haven't looked at that. I need to learn more about their model, what's behind what they do. But uh, you go to Brave dot com, and it's built from the ground up to be. Um. It blocks ads and trackers. Mm-hmm. You can run it in anonymous mode. And is it is um, it based on WebKit or Firefox? I don't or know. Both. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. What's weird, though, is if I have the shields all the way up and I go to the EFF privacy page, it still doesn't tick all the boxes, which is kind of weird. Hmm. But um, but I'm glad it's out there. Things like this. I mean, what, you know, uh, What's your search engine, by the way? Do you use DuckDuckGo? Google. Google. No, I yeah. use Google. What about you? Google. Yeah, yeah. I... Um, you know, there's just, um, there's so much less, I mean, they got me, right? I mean, they got me, Jerry. I'm in the <laughs> ecosystem. And so it really is just easier to do all of the stuff with, with similar things. I would, I wish, I am so ready for Apple Pay to be everywhere. It's just, it's so much easier and so much better. God, like when I was buying that CBD oil, like having, I tried to do it on my iPad and like go into this multi-page. I mean, and actually it's a pretty good site and it's pretty well done. And I've had good luck with dealing with that company, but going in and like having to create this multi-page, multi-area form and like with, with Apple Pay, it knows your address. It's got your credit card information. You just click a button and you say, how many of these do you want? Boom. And you're done. I would love to see that in more places. Me too. What else is there? Yeah, yeah. So there's that. So I don't know. I don't know how you choose. I mean, you know, in, until you know what it is you're doing and why, but it probably doesn't hurt to stay on Safari. You can also use different different browsers for different things. I, I'm given to believe that some people use Chrome just when they want to look at Flash websites. They right, run sure. like they run totally naked in Safari, but then if they need to do that, they'll open something up in uh, in Chrome. There used to be a really neat trick. Does this still work? There used to be a way to open up URLs in one password by putting letters in front of HTTPS. Did you ever do that? Mm, it was like yes. O or, like O or OP. It was its own protocol for opening it in one password. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have one to look password, that up. password, URL, protocol. This is exciting. got to be exciting for them. Listeners uh-huh. listening to us, you know, Google it. The URL yeah. scheme is what we're going to want to. Uh, oh, you change at. HTTP or HTTPS to one password. That's one it. One password colon. Yeah, and then it opens it up. I there think that's go. how it works. Yeah, I think. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah, do your due diligence. <laughs> due diligence. There you go. So, to listener uh, Brian, I say good luck with your uh, your 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 browser business. Do it. Get it. Get it. Get away. <laughs> uh, we could do one more, or you could uh, you could jump in here. Well, you said you had a Buddhism uh, thing that you wanted Listener to Listener Brett writes to say, 
I've been practicing GTD, getting things done, for three or four years. Recently, I collided with some Buddhist ideas in the form of two books, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F and Buddhism Plain and Simple, um, the latter at your recommendation. I appreciate how GTD and Buddhism complement each other, but I'm more interested in the disharmony where these ideologies overlap. For example, I've observed that a central tenet of mindfulness meditation is acceptance, and this seems to push against the GTD culture of take out your dingus and capture everything. Right. I find myself in situations where I'm like, I need to remember to do or order that thing, but maybe I should just accept that I don't need to do or have that thing. But then I have the thought every time I see the light bulb out or the toilet seat that doesn't have a uh, slow close lid, oh, it's great to have a slow close lid, <laughs> or my socks with holes in them, should I just meditate more? Half kidding. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What are your thoughts on harmony and disharmony between GTD-ish ideas and... Uh, Buddhism in general. I mean, this is right up, uh, right up our alley here on the show. Yeah. I mean, you're the, I'm the Buddhism guy and you're the GTD guy. Even Alan is the GTD guy, but I, I, I've been very interested in that. Well, uh, Gil Fronstall then. Yeah, sure. Would you, sure. would you say that Gil Fronstall is the David Allen of Buddhism? Ugh. Jeez. Uh, or is Gil Fronstall the Merlin man of Buddhism, being that he didn't actually create Buddhism yet is is an expert in it. Well, I mean, I think David Allen has influences that come out of the study of various kinds of systems mm -hmm. and religions and things. But I mean, I think his, um, how does one say, Eastern influence comes more out of martial arts. That's where the mind like water thing comes from. Ah. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would think of GTD as a, I mean, I can see, I've talked about this in the past. We've talked about this in the past. I think there are definitely similarities, but I also get what listener Brian, no, Brett, I get what listener Brett is saying because, the, you know, when you're doing GTD and you're getting really wound up in what you're doing, it is easy to lose yourself in a kind of, um, comforting mania about the system mm. that you're always doing the system, doing, doing, doing the system and, you know, kind of striving. But, uh, you know, the idea is to eventually, once you're set up and have things running a certain way. Yeah. I think the idea is to not have to think about that, to think about the water, not the glass, if you like. Right. But, but I'm interested in what you think. I mean, and you don't have to restrict yourself to GTD, but like maybe a, another general question is how do you feel about stuff being compared to Buddhism? It's a very general question. Yeah. Setting aside Zen like chocolate, but like what are the kinds of things where you think it is valuable to compare and contrast with something like Buddhism? Like where, what do we have to learn from comparing and contrasting what with Buddhism? You know, I've, I have been, well, I would call myself a, a Buddhist. Maybe I'm not a very good one, but I mean, I kind of got into that, I don't know, 10 years ago. And there's so much I don't know. There's so much I don't understand, or there's so much that I've been thinking about and that I realize I don't really get. And then to hear to hear people who are sort of like they read a, a an article about meditation, and you know now they're like like they're ready to talk about mindfulness, or they're ready to talk about Zen. I'm not ready, to, you know. Like we've talked about it, I'm barely ready to talk about it after ten years, you know. So, to hear people compare it to that, coming from a standpoint of not being deeply into it, I mean, you know, maybe they just learn faster than me, have better insight than me. But I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, um, it's a very complicated topic. The, the, you know, the goal of Buddhism is to, I mean, there are a number of goals, but one of the goals is to really understand the thinking process, to understand how we 
pro how how we as human beings can experience the world through different levels of attention and mm-hmm. uh and and the way that our minds work becomes more and more evident the more time that we spend doing the buddhist practice of meditation and it's you know it's really really strange once you get really into it how you kind of realize how much like 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 you can actually this is going to sound weird but you can actually experience the form the the thought formation process you can see how a thought comes from wherever it is thoughts come from and develops into something that takes over the 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 conscious part of your brain and this whole thing this experience that we have of thinking and narration and all of that is, is such a, an interesting deep process to understand that like a lot of people i think when you first start out meditating, you're like, great, I'm, I want less stress. Like, cool, mm-hmm. I can follow the breath for a while. But what that eventually evolves into is something that's completely, completely different. And so as far as like, how does that relate to getting things done? I I really don't know. Um, it doesn't seem that, you know, related to me, but I don't know, maybe I'm missing it. Yeah. There's all kinds of parts to this. I mean, you know, one thing is with GTD, the the part, people who are familiar with GTD and have actually, you know, done it, like mainly, might mainly remember the feeling of reading the book and then setting up the system. Mm-hmm. And if that's mainly what you remember, you're probably not still doing it, right? <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of like whenever you think about working out, you mainly think about that time they walked you through the machines at the gym. It's like, if you're still thinking about that, then you probably haven't been working out that much. Right. Right. And so as you as you and many other intelligent people are always reminding us, like this is not a thing about thinking. It's a thing about, you know, a practice and about yeah. sitting and about yeah. those sorts of things. That, you know, thinking is not necessarily the enemy, but it's also not the goal. Um, and so in some ways I do think it is similar to GTD where like once you've got this structure in place, it's about the practice of, of what you're trying to accomplish. But from afar, it, it can be sort of confusing to watch and you're not really sure what it is. Is that person, are you doing that because of Satori? Are you doing that because of Zen? Are you doing that right. because of this book that you read? And you're like, no, I do this because this is a thing that I do. You know, see also, you know, toothbrushing. Somebody followed me on Twitter a few weeks ago and I was looking at their bio as I'm wont to do. Um, and it's someone who's, uh, is involved in nephrology, somebody who's a, like a kidney, right. Uh, professional, a doctor <laughs> They had the weirdest Twitter bio and I laugh when I read it, but I'm still, I still think about it. It said something along the lines of, um, <laughs> it was something like, um, the product, the product of kidneys is urine. <laughs> like the product of factories is pollution. Something like that. That's so weird. And I, I just I remember reading that and going like, what an odd thing to, yeah. is that the, is that the bio you want to die on? That's, that's really odd. But actually I've been thinking about it a lot since then. And it's actually kind of brilliant. If you think about it, the kidney's j- job is not to make urine like, or like getting rid of those things is, is part of what it does. But that's just one part of the process. A factory might make pollution, but they're really there to produce widgets. And right. fact, you know, the, the factory's pollution is a is a side thing of that. But like, the, I just think funny little thought experiments like that are interesting when you're trying to watch something that you don't really completely understand, 
And, you know, the thing that the thing that you notice may not have a lot to do with what somebody who's done it a lot or practiced it a lot would notice. I just I think that's, you know, when it comes to expertise or, you know, just human experience. I just think that's a really interesting way to look at it. Um, but, you know, in either case, whether it's like you say, you know, you come for the meditation, stay for the fun. You uh, you know, if you're if you're doing a, a sitting meditation, there's going to be times that are very awkward and very uncomfortable and very emotional and very not relaxing. And that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. And yeah. with GT, you know, but I guess maybe, you know, the corollary with GTD is like you you shouldn't always be setting up that system. Like at a certain point, um, this is certainly a pitfall of almost any productivity system, not limited at all to GTD, copyright David Co. 2001. But you, um, but you eventually, I, I think you learn what works for you and you just keep doing it enough. This kind of keys back to something we talked about last week or the week before of, you know, you just start doing this thing enough and it, it becomes, it becomes the thing that you do and all of your thoughts about it become much less important. Because if you're actually doing the thing, what you think about it becomes a lot less important, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I think it's, you know, and this is, this is a very much kind of, I think like we're now in like the back to work kind of a zone. And that is how, how much we think about the stuff that we're doing as opposed to just doing it. But thinking about it in kind of a flabby way, yeah. sort of, it's a sort <laughs> of so? golf. Like you've, you mentioned so many times about the apparently well-documented benefits of visualizations and the way that they say that, you know, some of the best golfers, um, spend a lot of their time, maybe even half their time. I don't know if that's true, but spend a larger amount than you would think doing things like visualizations. But that's very different from like flipping through a little book about golf. Right. Then thinking about golf is not playing golf. But if you are, if you're doing that in a very controlled way, that, that becomes like golf meditation in some ways, I imagine. Yeah. But it's it, because you're, you're doing a golf related thing without playing golf. Not all of those things that look the same mean the same thing. This guy over here having his drink in the clubhouse, this guy over here doing his visualizations, maybe through a coach or a therapist or something like that. This person over here reading golf digest in the doctor's then the, the uh, nephrologist's office like that. Those are all those all seem like, Oh, they're doing golf things, but the results of those could be very different. And it's difficult to know which ones really work for you. Yes. But you know, it's uh, in the same way that uh, kidneys don't make pollution. I guess you have to just look for what your effluvium is. Effluvium. <laughs> effluvium. You smell what the rock is cooking? Because I can't. The rock. Mm. Took a little turn there, didn't it? Baywatch. Baywatch. Not getting good reviews. No. No, yeah. it is not. I think this is also for me a case where the voice stuff does come in handy. And this has taken a pretty good long while for me to get comfortable with. But the idea of just moseying around and talking into the air uh, as far as the capture stuff has been so great. You know, the the only real, the, the, the mini changes, the miniature changes are one is talking to the air more. And number two, formally remember to go glean or collect, process all the stuff that's in that basket somewhere. So I'm frequently saying to my Amazon dingus, you know, stuff like add milk to my shopping list or add call Dan to my to-do list. And because of the way I have that set up with IFTT, that ends up showing up in the right place, usually OmniFocus. But, you know, I still have to go in and do something with all of that stuff. And I have to, like, produce the stuff as a result of that. But, you know, I um, – the days of being okay with stressing about what I'm not doing and not thinking about, like, I – 
I've happily left that behind to the extent possible. I mean, I still obsess over life, but like, you know, worrying whether and where I should write down, get milk. Like just if it's important you to get milk, get the goddamn milk, move on, you know? Right. right. You don't need a cushion for that. No. No cushion. No. Mm. That was a good one. Bright and tight. Hour 24. Hmm. Pretty good, huh? Yes. My mouth is a little bit dry. You don't have anything to sip on while you record? I could have a uh, a, a pastille or a lozenge. Oh. I would just keep enjoying this Canada try. Hmm. That's a pretty good show. You think you'll uh, put it out? This one? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's enough content. No. All right. Oh, we should check in on and see where my bag is. Where is it right now? Take a look. Clicking. Clicking. Uh, I probably shouldn't say. Oh, it's just she's just uh, heading into Illinois. Hmm. Yeah. Look at that. Boy, it's amazing. Just get on a plane. They'll just fly anywhere you want to go. Love it. Unbelievable. All right, let's go wheels up. All right. We're going to uh, button this up. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.